Welcome to another episode of Behind the Scoreline. Today's episode is regarding the NBA, particularly the NBA draft deadline. A lot has happened and there's a lot to say, but at the same time the landscape of NBA has changed. Kevin Durant made a move or rather the Brooklyn Nets traded Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Michael Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson and three four rather for stone picks. And somehow in that deal the Brooklyn Nets got finished by by trading away TJ Warren as part of the deal to the Suns. I mean you can say the package that I mentioned for for Kevin Durant is still not enough for him but we have to understand that he wanted out especially after Kyrie Irving left so you can say okay the trade was fair for Brooklyn and the Suns but the inclusion of TJ Warren is a steal for for the Suns it's like they traded by the, the Suns traded everyone they, they they traded and they got the offensive capabilities of Michael Bridges or, or more in TJ Warren but then again you start to look at what does the Kevin Durant trade mean for the West it means a lot of things I never really considered the Kyrie Irving trade to the Mavericks as one that alters the, the landscape of the NBA in terms of parity and the playoffs I don't think it 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 will make much difference Kyrie joining Luka I don't think it makes much difference to the to the west in terms of who's going to win the chip how the seedings are going to be and you know just competition I think it makes the trade makes the Mavericks competitive very competitive especially now that Luka has a as a superstar next to him. I mean that's what everybody say. Look as a superstar next to him and they're going to score a lot of lot of buckets. But defense has to be played. Dorian Finney-Smith was arguably the Mavericks best defender. He can guard multiple positions and he's like he's Dorian Finney-Smith. We all know what he brings to to the table as a 3 and D guy and an elite one at that. Um let's backtrack because I feel like I'm everywhere I'm on the Kevin Durant tra- trade but I'm also at the Kyrie Irving trade but let's take a step back assess the situation from where it started the situation started with Kyrie Irving requ- requesting a trade out of Brooklyn because he wasn't happy with the contract that they were offering him and Brooklyn definitely didn't want to commit to Kyrie for the money that he wanted and for the time that he wanted as well which was fair from Brooklyn because I was not expecting Brooklyn to give in to Kyrie's demands. But then again, I thought they could reach a compromise of some sort. It's the same way that Durant reached a compromise with Brooklyn with firing Steve Nash and Durant staying, you know. And I mean, we saw the benefits of that uh, of a change in in coaching. But then again for Kyrie he has been phenomenal especially since Kevin Durant uh went under with that MCL tear and obviously Kyrie Irving right now I don't know how it's going to work it's quite fascinating I don't know now if Kyrie is still 
a guard in the east since by the time the all-stars were the all-star games i don't know the starters and reserves were picked he was in the east so i don't know how that works is he, will he still be an east guard or a west guard but then again it doesn't matter since we no longer have those east versus west things it's just team yanis and team bron you know um but then the trade was quite Brooklyn uh, for me as far as I'm concerned I don't think Brooklyn won that Kyrie Irving trade but then again they wanted to get Kyrie off their books and there was a high chance that he couldn't play he didn't want to continue playing if like for the rest of the season if Brooklyn didn't give him what he wanted or trade him away you know so obviously Brooklyn got the best that they figured at the time that this is the best we can get and that makes sense for them and then when they got Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith I looked at it from this perspective I think both of those players combined they are Kyrie Irving you look at the perimeter shooting of Dorian from three point he's quite good from three point range his defense is way better than what Irving will give you and you look at the playmaking ability of Spencer Dinwiddie we know what Spencer Dinwiddie can do um he almost gets to that carry Irving type of playmaking the scoring you can say okay both of them combined they don't really i don't think if you play Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian for 30 games both of them combined are going to average 27 i think it's highly unlikely um but Kyrie Irving on his own averages 27 you know and on a ridiculous efficiency 49% we know Kyrie is a 40 50 90 guy so we don't need to talk about his efficiency even you know but generally i felt like the movers rush from Kyrie's side but Kyrie is Kyrie and he does what he wants to do but a lot of us wanted to see where does this leave Kevin Durant but for me I remember a friend of mine texted me asking me okay now that Kyrie is gone what will happen to the Nets and I said the best thing that the Nets can do at this moment according to me is going and getting Pascal Siakam I think they did try to get Pascal Siakam or OG Anunoby but I think Siakam would have been a better option to make Brooklyn content you know um I don't need to talk about Siakam's numbers what he gives you. We know Siakam is a stud and him in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant and all those wing players they have would have been massive for them. I think defensively they would have been a juggernaut. Um but they didn't get Siakam. I think it was probably difficult to make a deal center around Ben Simmons. I don't think I, like I don't know who wants Ben Simmons at, ben Simmons at this point. You know, that's just how low his stocks have uh declined so it made sense a bit to say okay now that we are here um we can get siakam we can get onanobi and i don't think kevin durant was happy with kyrie having leaving i don't know if he was mad at kyrie or the organization or just the whole situation we'll never know i don't think it's even important just knowing who's mad at who i mean we are old we are adults at this point but i think you could see that okay for me personally i believe that team was well set up having so many lengthy players and three-point shooters and nick lexton developing insanely i mean 
my most improved player candidate um and cam thomas just bursting out of nowhere with his 40 pieces you know um but i think we need to we need to be realistic cam thomas is not a second option in the playoffs at this moment no he's not um but then he, the progression and just him having those feel good moments is nice him having those 40 pieces you know um but the point i'm trying to make is without them getting siakam or another star i think kevin don knew there's no way he's competing you know there's no way he's competing um and that virtually became the end of the nets as we know it and if kevin don doesn't want wants to leave you have to let him leave you know especially without kyrie it's just like him playing means nothing's good is going to happen in brooklyn so obviously he requested a trade i assume I mean obviously it was not reported that he requested a trade but I think it, it there was no need for him to even request it at that point he just has to he just has to say I'm not happy and then things start moving you know and it happens that the Suns are ready they cashed in on four of four unprotected first pick from uh, in the future and I think it's pretty much them saying the Nets yeah uh, not the Nets the Suns so I think it's them saying we are cashing in on whatever remains of Chris Paul whatever remains on of um DeAndre Ayton whatever remains of Devin Booker I think Booker still going to be there for quite some time he's a, he's a Suns guy you can tell um but nothing is guaranteed in this league I think that's what the trade deadline is, has taught me in particular that nothing is guaranteed friendships whatever money contracts there's just a lot of variables in play that we mere fans don't really understand fully you know um but i think also the idea of moving back moving to the suns i think it, it was quite enticing for durant like playing with chris paul and devin booker with deandre ayton as well it's going to be fire for them they're going to be fantastic um with monty monty williams as the coach it's going to be fantastic the funny thing is the suns were dead they were dead right now i saw a graphic on youtube that says in in the united states the suns have the shortest odds to a championship uh, behind uh, boston you know and understandably because i mean adding kevin to enter the suns it's just coming because the suns are the same team that were top of the, East, the western conference last year and they were quite dominant in 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 regular season it's just that they had that thing that happened with Luka Doncic just touching them um, but other than that they're still an incredibly good team that just went off form had a lot of injuries and you know they are I think they're trying to find themselves again you know and Chris Paul is no longer the same guy that he used to be so those are some of the factors you have to factor in in all of this and where the Suns are but rest assured they are going to be competitive and i think they might even push for a top top 3 seed or top 2 seed top 2 seed let's be honest uh, i think they can challenge memphis for for a seed uh, i don't know how i haven't seen the i haven't seen the 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 standings and just how far how many games behind is the suns behind you know in the in 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 the table and all of those things but the season is still at large that's all i know the season is still at large You have Devin Booker a mid mid-range maestro, Kevin Durant a mid-range genius, and then you have uh Chris Paul. I don't have to tell you what Chris Paul is, resume. But 
one wonders how long is it going to take them to jail um but i think monty is quite a, an accomplished coach so i think he'll he'll simply coach you know and i don't hear those you know the the weird thing since i've been covering sports here's what i don't like about sports in general from football to tennis to basketball is that people fall into cliches there's there there are things that are part of the each game that people just enjoy regurgitating like the same questions the same ideologies the same viewpoints on perspectives because like i'm coming uh, i'm 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 getting closer to making my point my point is when kevin durant now starts moving to the suns the question becomes whose team is it whose team is it now come down like why does it have to be anyone's team we know obviously who's the best player on the suns it's kevin durant it's not even a question devin booker is nowhere near the quality of kevin durant and the consistency but it's it's kind of counterintuitive to say whose team must it be as if these are kids who need to establish a hierarchy and all of those things it just doesn't make sense you know because obviously michael bridges left um cam johnson left and all of those things and when michael bridges leave someone has to get into his role whether they do it good or bad or whatever someone has to get into his role play his minutes minutes have to be restructured and all of those things we know that's how basketball works and shots have to be redistributed again and all those things but the idea that whose team is it going to be whatever who's the head who's the alpha it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter really because those things are those are things that how do i say it those are things that sort themselves out you know because you have Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic we know Luka Doncic is the is the better player like we know who's the better player in almost every team we know who's the best player and who's the second best player you can argue the Los Angeles Lakers with Anthony Davis uh, oscillating between MVP and injured and nonchalant you know and LeBron James just being consistently a powerhouse you know because there was a time where okay all of us were like we need Anthony the, the Lakers say we, we need Anthony Davis in order for us to have any real chance you know so that's the only team that I can say okay I don't really know who's whose team is it or who's the best player and all of those things but I don't think those are important things especially right now because players just, just want to win you know like I think these things that I'm complaining about they are agitated because of the media trying to uh, cause feuds or just alter public perception but players themselves they know I just want to win if I'm going to get a player who's better than me so that we can win that's what I'm going to do and we saw that with Steph Curry and the media still started saying is it Steph Curry's team is it Kevin Durant's team Kevin Durant wants to be loved in the organization all of these things blah 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 a team is going to go out there and play and win that's all that matters in basketball you know um yeah that's that i kind of went on a tangent but i don't regret it it was a good tangent and a good vent because i hate cliches especially as far as sports is concerned because we can simply stop speculation and gossiping like we're little kids and just look look at sports for what it is and enjoy it for what it is without politics and all of those things i understand that there's always, there's always going to be comparisons debates but some of these they, they seem forced like they seem like clickbait 
propaganda stuff just to get people talking and all of those things you know and i think that ruins the purity of of of, of sports you know but it's fine let me get back to carry evan realistically i don't see the mavericks being a fourth seed or above um as it stands i see memphis denver phoenix and clippers as top four seeds in no particular order i think the golden state warriors will make a push but i don't see them getting uh, one of the top four seeds i see them maybe a fifth seed and then maybe dallas gets the sixth seed and then seven eight will be but there's also sacramento Ooh, it's going to be spicy it's going to be super spicy but i think sacramento will sacramento will move to seventh seed and then you have a lot of team vying for the eighth seed you have your portland your minnesota you have your utah jazz you have i don't think lakers are going to make it that's just that's just the truth that's just the truth according to me i don't think they're making it seed but that's okay um I think Kyrie Irving and then Luka will will probably get a 6 seed or 7 seed uh, somewhere there. I don't I don't see them taking any of the first 5 seed. Um I don't think it's possible. But yeah, um what were another they getting to the final to the, not the finals what am I saying? They get into the to the playoffs and I don't see them getting out of the first round. It's just it just wouldn't work. It like it would work with them winning games, but I don't see them winning a series. It just wouldn't. It's not going to happen. Other teams are more balanced and just better built or constructed than the Mavericks. You know. So yeah, that's that. But the Nets are now irrelevant. Um I think they're going to rebuild or maybe they might be aggressive and use all those picks they have plus Ben Simmons and one of the wingers because they have a lot of wingers they have Utah Watanabe Joe Harris Royce O'Neal Michael Bridges now Jay Crowder who else Dorian Finney-Smith they have six wings as I speak like right now as of now they have six wings and yeah, I don't think that's a healthy number I think they're lacking in the guards department they also need a big like a really good big you know um, but yeah um, also I am I'm, I'm, I'm feeling kind of sad because I follow Kevin Durant wherever he goes and just yesterday I was a Nets fan I was looking forward to watching the next Nets game and now I don't care about them. Just like that. It's absolutely ridiculous, but that's just how sports is meant to be. And yeah. I'm really uh tempted to make an episode where I I go through the teams that I think I should support because at some point I need to settle down on a team, but I'm struggling so much to pick one. So I think I should take you guys along on the journey on of me like the process of finding a team for me to settle on. I think uh, I'll do the whole thing on on an episode and reach a conclusion and then at the end of the episode we will decide together which team I am going to support probably for the rest of my life because <laughs> that's how these things are supposed to work. But yeah, um this has been a nice episode. It's been all over the place, but yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Cheers. <laughs>